Okay, it's Friday, the 27th of September, 2019, and I have been away from recording for a couple weeks, and I've tried to, every time I try to go away and and start researching a topic to talk about, it always comes back to one thing and one person. And now we are at the inquiry of the inquiry of impeachment, and I'm sure that you know the story. Um, the last week, about eight days ago, eight or nine days ago, the Washington Post broke a story of a whistleblower who was concerned and about a Trump conversation to the president, the president of the Ukraine. In I think it was the end of July. Um, so we know that story. I don't want to rehash it. Um, and now we have, two days ago, Nancy Pelosi announced that the House will take up impeachment, well, an inquiry to impeachment. And every day it seems like this story is so fast moving that it's really bad, as usual. This is, to me, much clearer cut. Um, the Democrats, I think, should stick to the impeachment, stick to impeachment on the grounds of national security regarding this Ukraine thing. It seems to be getting worse. Um, no matter what pundits say, I, I have no faith in the Senate. I think obviously the House will impeach. They've already passed enough threshold where they can impeach him. Um, he's given them plenty of uh, fuel to do it. I have no faith in the GOP, so I don't believe that. I think they will try to bury their head in the dirt as long as they can. If the Democrats, the only hope I'd say for the GOP is that if the Democrats do this systemically and they show the complete corruptness that is Donald Trump on this issue, I mean, we all, all the issues, but let's stick to this issue. And there's nothing. See, in the past, when it comes to national security, the, that's where the GOP has to at least think about it. Uh, Mike Murphy, who's a GOP pundit, came out a couple days ago and said that he's a insider and a, and a longtime Republican, a moderate. I, I know Murphy worked with McCain in the past and, and those type of guys. He might even have worked for Romney um, on the campaign. I'm not really sure. But I, he, more of a moderate and hates Trump, and said that he had inside information that it had, if the Republicans in the Senate took on impeachment from closed doors without having to give their names, there would be over 30 of them that would try to impeach him. And I believe that because I think they're spineless. Um, and, and I think Jeff Flake, the former senator, uh, waffling, moderate, whatever you want to call him, Jeff Flake, whatever he um said he would think it was probably closer to 35 and how sad is that that there's people who are willing to put our country at risk and the national security of our country at risk because they're scared of a man who wasn't even for most of his life not even a republican and i think the democrats i mean i they, they they should have stressed that a lot too. I don't. I don't think that matters in the end. I think these are um, senators who are scared of losing their seats, um, because in the end, the reason why they are doing that is because the base still supports Trump. 
as insane as that is, as unfit as this man is for office, and they are will support him because of the fact that the base still supports him. Um, so the idea, I think, from what I read, was that the plan is to up into to get an impeachment vote sometime bef- in December, probably before they break for the holidays. The um, who knows? I mean, in just in the last two days, polls have come out where there's been a 13 point, I believe it's like something like 13 points now surge in more people thinking that, that he should be, that Trump should be impeached. It's a crazy time. It's an unprecedented time, unprecedented time. The fact that this is happening is not a surprise to anybody who actually has followed Donald Trump in his life. Um, being a New Yorker, we kind of have followed him just because he was like this kind of B celebrity who made himself a celebrity and he was always kind of around in New York and we've kind of all watched him and said, you know, if, and knew he was a joke, he's a con man, he's a fraud, he's a charlatan and he's a terrible human being. And the fact that he's, he will do anything to save himself now that means he will throw. He, I, it already seems like he's tried to throw uh, Mike Pence under the bus, who's who has to go to. Um, he Rudy Giuliani. I mean, what you could we could talk. I could make a whole podcast about Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Um, never a big fan, but gave him credit where credit was due. After nine eleven, I'm a New Yorker. Thought Rudy did what he had to do. He did a pretty decent job. Um, yeah, he's he's long gone and is now a crazy wine drinking ogre who is just a lapdog and it's just it's, it's embarrassing to see it's actually embarrassing to see two new york city men who are kind of try, trying to run the white house the president and his personal attorney rudy giuliani who i don't think even has security clearance and why do you have a personal attorney you know there's there's counsel to the president which is a that's a different position. Personal attorney. Why do you have a personal attorney? I'll tell you why I have a personal attorney. Because you're a crook. You've been a criminal your whole life. And you have to have a personal attorney. But anyway, seeing two two men from New York City who really have made our city look terrible. And they it kind of running, you know, Trump's kind of running the White House like he would if he was a two-bit gangster in a neighborhood in Brooklyn in the 1950s. And you know what? They probably would have run a, t- a tighter ship than him because everybody had every chance. When anything breaks on Trump, leaks are everywhere. And the reason why is because nobody is loyal to him because he is not loyal to anybody and never has been. And the fact that the GOP Senate is willing to be loyal to him is just going to – they're going to be a blip on this scre- the, the in the history books. It's going to be um, – they, you wish that they had better angels where they would look at themselves, knowing that there's probably, if that is true, thirty to thirty-five senators who think, and I believe it, I I think that's probably true, um, who would willing to you know toss Trump out, and they won't do it. It's just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the country. And Trump said the other day that it was embarrassing for the country. It is embarrassing for the country, but he is the embarrassment to the country. And it's just, I mean, the man, when he spoke at the UN the other day, he had a a speech at the UN, and he sounded so, 
the man sounded like an old, sick man trying to hold on for dear life. And when I say sick, I mean sick in the head. I also mean physically. He sounded terrible. I mean, there's no way that his health is good. I can't imagine somebody who eats cheeseburgers and drinks Diet Coke all day and screams at his TV because he doesn't actually do any work. Gets no exercise because, you know, if you consider golf exercise, I guess. But he is in bad shape. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he had some type of heart attack or, you know, stroke or something because at some point, because the man is just, he just sounds awful and, you know, is an embarrassment to our country. It's, it's, it's a national embarrassment. And the Democrats did what I think base Democrats and progressives, um, like myself are something that we wanted them to do. And I think Nancy Pelosi, she, she, she got it right. Doesn't, we're, we're not, we're rational to know that the chances of him actually leaving office are, are, you know, without an election and being impeached are pretty sl- slim. The, the the GOP have given us nothing over. I would say the last. We can make it even longer, but let's be let's be, you know, conservative and say the last eight years, say ten years, okay, since the Obama's years that they would ever give the Democrats anything, you know. But this is national security. They should, but they won't. So what happens next? I mean, the story is unraveling so quickly that, you know, one of the things in the story was that the White House insiders in the White House tried to put it in a lockbox, lock it down. They wanted these phone conversations locked down. They put a different email server. And how ironic would that be by a man who based his whole campaign on his his opponent's email server. And, and, you know, I think one of the things uh, why I see the jump in the polls of more for impeachment one, because it was brought up and now it's being talked about. And that's something that we all felt was important. You know, you could say you're not going to impeach and people are just going to like, don't impeach. But when you see national security, I, I think the other thing is why this is a different story, different than the Mueller investigation. First of all, we, we see the transcripts of what Trump said, and it is obvious that that's what he was getting at. He was getting at, find, do me a favor, find some dirt on Joe Biden because, you know, he's, I, the polls say that he could beat me. But I think what has to be um, remembered here is the fact that it's Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden is kind of an American institution, much like John McCain. As, you know, when, if you ask most rational people, and I'm not talking about the 40% that'll, you know, stand in front of a bus for Trump. Those people are never going to go for a Democrat. And I don't even care what they have to say, to be honest with you. Um, But I'm talking about people who are rational people who will say, you know what, I voted for this guy. There are those people. And, you know, I think he's, he's really not fit for the job and I'm not voting for him again. Or any, or any rational person. And you ask them about John, what Trump did to John McCain. And if you talk about it, they, it usually pisses them off, and they think it's you know, it's a low life move, and a, and a, and I feel, I think that should be questioned too about with Biden. You know, Biden had a lot of friends that were Republicans, as McCain did with Democrats, and you know they may have disagreed on things. Stuff these people really don't exist much anymore. But Biden is kind of an institution, and whether you think his son did something. It it's just shows how Trump will do anything to win. And I think 
he crossed something with Biden that people say, wait a second, you know what? Let's look at Joe Biden's story. Joe Biden's first wife died in a car accident with his newborn baby, who was about a year old, his, his only daughter. Uh, you know, his only daughter, I think he has a stepfather to daughters now, but I, I, I think his only daughter at the time. Um, and the man had two other sons, and his two sons were in the car too, and they both were badly injured. And they lived. And he went back and forth when he first became a senator from Wilmington, Delaware, on the on the um, Amtrak to D.C. every day to put his kids in bed after work. And he did that for years. And the man has some character, integrity, and he's, you know, you don't have to agree with him, and you, don't, you may not even like him to be the, the nominee, but he's a decent man. And sh- Trump has no decency. And I think that may, he may have over, overplayed his hand by doing that. We obviously know it's a threat to national security. He's basically saying, do me a favor. I will give you the military money, Ukraine, if you look at my opponent or my possible opponent and get some dirt on him and his son. A son that that was debunked, by the way. The the whole story about his son and his this illegal stuff that he did was debunked by the, whatever, the equivalent of the attorney general in Ukraine. So whatever that's about. You're you're attacking a former vice president, your opponent, and you're doing like the day after the Mueller Mueller investigation ended. And what that makes me think is Trump thinks he's above everything. He thinks he can get away with anything. And the Mueller thing, as damning as it was, and as much as Mueller said, if he wasn't president, he could be indicted. The story has been twisted. Remember, there's Fox News now. Richard Nixon did not have a 24-hour news station that was supportive of his presidency. You have Fox News. You have AM radio. You have all these, you know, for all people who don't watch those, there are millions that do. And so I think he might have overplayed his hand, as he always has. You know, the great negotiator is really a very terrible negotiator, as he always has been. He, he's a charlatan and a narcissist and a, the biggest liar the, this, uh, the presidency has ever seen. So I think that might have had done something with the polls. I think CNN was like, all right, you know what? The Mueller thing was a little bit more murky to find stuff, but this is pretty clear cut. So I think that in the end, the Republicans in the Senate will hide their heads and the pundits will be the pundits, and Fox News will spin it any way they can. And even I think Fox News is showing some cracks because I read a uh, a story yesterday that um, they're having some cracks in the uh, in the Trump Foundation as well behind closed doors, of course. So it you you like to think the better angels will you know this is democracy, this is our constitution, and this is what our country was built on. And this man has tried to throw it all away and say that he is above all of it. And if he gets away with it, and I think he will, and I hope he doesn't, it's a sad, it's a sad day for America anytime. Even Nancy Pelosi had said, it, it is a sad day for America when you have, you have to start an impeachment. But it is a, it's sad for our republic to have such a incompetent, Man who has absolutely no morals is a sociopath, narcissist, and a charlatan getting away with what he's going to get away with or could get away with. 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the, the heat got really close in the Senate and Trump said, you know what, I'm going to be OK, but I'm going to step down because, you know, this is unfair because it's always about him. So he'll say something. But you know what? He, he just needs to go. And if we don't get him through the impeachment, we have this. Everybody ha- has to get him at the vet ballot box. Those 40 percent are never going to leave him. But the rest of the country could step up and do what's right for this country. And it doesn't matter. And I am at the point where the nominee the nominee is, is almost secondary. We have to get Trump out of office. Personally, I'm backing Warren. I think Warren has a great message. I think Warren, in a debate with Trump, which I don't, I even if she got the nominee, I, I'm still saying that Trump won't debate anybody. Um, but I think even if Warren got the nominee, the nomination, I think she would destroy him in a debate you know i'm more i'm more skeptical about biden i love joe biden but i'm more skeptical about biden because i think that biden is biden's gonna he's an old he's an old man trump is an old man you need new blood i don't and not that elizabeth warren is a young woman but she has ideas she has a she has an an excitement behind her that i that reminds me of of candidates in the past like obama where there's an excitement there's a following there's an energizing feeling and there's a positive message there's somebody who's capable who has who who is is willing to to take on a challenge and take on a big with big ideas this country is falling apart at the seams and trump is the person who's tearing it apart and his ideas don't exist he doesn't have ideas there's no ideas. The Republicans have no ideas. It's the same regurgitated tax cut BS policies that have bankrupt bankrupted our treasury department, our treasury. We are in trillions of dollars in debt. Trump in the last 11 months added more debt than than anybody in the last you know x amount of years. I don't remember the number. But it needs to end, and we'll see what this impeachment does. I, I really am tired of, of just having a podcast talking about Trump, to be honest with you. But I feel it's necessary, and we're in a time where all, it's all hands on deck. We have to, we have to, because it's the only thing. If we could, you know, we should be, to me, this country, for what these people are doing, Trump and his incompetent, you know, administration. They are trying to tear down this country. And this country has been through too much. And we are the people who created democracy for the world, republic, a, a republic, a, a, you know, for the people, by the people, for the people, for this world. And these people are tearing it down. And this, they need to be stopped. So I unfortunately talked about it again. And I really have been working on doing some little history things to to uh, do a podcast on but every time I, I try it it just there's that there's this this man this this dark cloud over this country and um we should be we should be marching in the streets every day for what the what these people are doing to our country and it and, you know it, and it to try to normalize it is it should be embarrassing for people who are trying to normalize with these people. Like, I, I, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? This is not normal. This is not healthy for the country. This is fascism. It is how fascism 
took over Europe. It's it's where it starts, you know. And I and it's you know getting. I watched the thing with Lou Dobbs a couple of weeks ago, and a clip. I I couldn't actually get myself to watch Lou Dobbs, but, you know. But it was a clip. And at the end of the clip, he talked about how the previous day he had been at the White House and he had traveled um, throughout, you know, he had been through, through those doors of the White House and he talked to many people that worked there and the president is working for you and it's a sunny day in America. And it, I thought for myself, and I, maybe I'll add a clip of that to this. Um, this, that's what they do in North Korea. Like, thank you, mighty leader. Like, what, what, what has happened? And America needs to rise up. This this needs to end. This man is this man is unfit for office. He's unfit for. To me, he's unfit to run a deli. I mean, he has un, in, the inability to run anything. Yes, I I know his country his company has made a lot of money. I also know that he's inherited a lot of money. I also know that he's committed crimes to get to that. And this is what you get. I mean, this is what you get. This I did. This is not surprising to me. And to Millions of other people who did not vote for this man felt he was incompetent, felt he was a terrible person, has no empathy, and no ability to lead people. But he's also a criminal. He's a lifelong criminal. So that's my Trump rant. Uh, you know, sorry I have to put something else out about him, but this is what I feel, and um, I'll speak to you soon. The adversarial nasty... Uh, almost uh, uh, the most acrimonious uh, bunch of folks I've ever seen in a White House press corps. We'll never see what the atmospherics truly are in the White House. That's a shame because they won't be reporting on what is remarkable in that White House now. So a few concluding thoughts for this broadcast. A lot is happening in Washington and all across this great country of ours, and it's because we have a president who is a true leader, in my opinion. What I happen to believe will be regarded as one of this country's greatest presidents, indeed, our greatest. I spent some time in the White House yesterday, and I want to give you an unauthorized quick update on the atmosphere that I witnessed in the White House, the demeanor of the folks working for this president, for the people. It couldn't be more positive. The mood in that White House couldn't be more high energy. I've seen a number of White Houses. I happen to have seen this one in its early days, and I have seen it now. And I want you to know the joint is hopping. At every level, on every floor, this White House is energized. There's sunshine beaming throughout the place and on almost every face. It's winner and winning center. And our White House, our president, is at the top of his game. <laughs>